You want me to go out there and face the first order with a laser disc? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, you whip that at someone. Um, you could definitely take someone out with that, 100%. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hello there. Welcome back to the Hollow Night Marauders podcast. Hey, thanks, Obi-Wan. Thanks for dropping by. Um, <laughs> I'm like, where's What a guy. Going? What a guy, that Obi-Wan. So, welcome back, everyone. I'm AJ, joined by Jamie. And today, filling in for Matt, Matt the Cat, uh, is our friend Jack. Jack, how you doing? Great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing great. Pretty good, pretty good. And we are once again joined by our good friends from California, Ryan and Becca, aka Becca Soka. How are you guys doing? We're good. Hi there, doing well. Yeah. Very awesome. nice. Welcome Very nice. back. Getting ready for May 4th. Although by yes. the time you're listening to this, I guess. Yeah, it should be May 4th, yes. at least at that <laughs> point. But I mean, maybe not. <laughs> this is the May 4th <laughs> special for All and Emirates. Um, so we're going to do, as Jack mentioned to me earlier on a text, a Star Wars smorgasbord of sorts. So, uh, <laughs> a Star we don't really Wars, have a... a charcuterie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. A smorgasbord, perhaps. No. Ooh. Oh. oh. No. Maybe oh. finger That's food is a little insensitive no. for our, uh, hand-challenged, uh, heroes, but. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> They're all screaming now, Okay. All of them. All of them. Oh, I'm sorry, Porgs. It's not like that. I'm vegan, I swear. <laughs> Before we uh, get started, uh, Ryan, would you like to gurgle some Gershwin for us? <laughs> <laughs> I got you off guard. I, I, you did. And I, I knew I knew it, and then I didn't know what from, and now I'm just ashamed. Oh, gosh. You should I don't be. know about that, but I'll, I'll, I'll tap dance with my cousin who looks just like me, Mark Hamill. <laughs> And we've lost. We were getting ready for the show earlier, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Ryan to Google some Gershwin and see what happens. See if he can do it. For those who don't know. Oh, I don't. Just go to season four of The Muppet Show on Disney Plus and scroll until you find the episode we're probably talking about. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You'll know. It's good. Thank you for reminding me. Very excited to be on that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that episode aired like months before The Empire Strikes Back? And that was the first look anybody got at his sweet, sweet Bespin costume? You oh. mean Janitor Luke? Janitor Luke? <laughs> yeah, Janitor Luke. <laughs> How nice. dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> he looks fabulous. Wow. You're how I daring the that. fact That's we call that one Janitor Luke? That's the name of that yeah. outfit. Excuse <laughs> me. Is it He's really? the janitor of Bespin in that outfit. <laughs> when I was So the origin of Janitor Luke... This already is a smorgasbord. So the origins of Janitor Luke, I don't know where it comes from, but when I was little, I got like uh, the X-Wing Lego with Luke. And for some reason, I thought he looked like a janitor in it. And that's kind of where that started. And it's very fitting. It's very fitting because uh, story time, the first interaction I ever had with Ryan uh, a little over a year ago, right? Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Becca was my judge for my Ben Solo costume. Oh, jeez. Um, you're a saint for uh, <laughs> dealing with those Ben Solos. So, oh, that was um, a lot, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I hadn't heard back in like a while. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I was like, okay, Ryan and Becca are together. So I don't want to mess. I don't want to bug Becca. So I'll, I'll poke Ryan about this and maybe just start. <laughs> with it was pretty. It's pretty awkward thinking about it. But we kind of just hit it off right away. 
I'm glad you did. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm super glad I did because I don't know if we'd be here today talking about this. But <laughs> yeah, somehow it just came about where you were like, grab a broom because the Skywalkers need to fix up their mess in the galaxy oh, or something. Yeah. Welcome to, welcome to the Rebel Legion. The brooms are over there. Uh, now that you're part of the Skywalker family, we always make a mess of the galaxy. So you'll need that. <laughs> yeah. I, so, it just came to me. I, I remember that. Long story short, the Janitor Skywalkers Luke. are all janitors. Fixing their own mess. <laughs> makes sense. Vader does wipe the floor with them there, so it makes sense. Ooh. Full of puns Ooh. today. <laughs> oh, all the way. So, let's get more organized here. I have a question of the week. We tend to ask those at the beginning now, just why not? They kind of work like they, that. They, they've been really good yeah. icebreakers, and sometimes the conversation just, just spirals. That's yeah. it's all the, the ice for. is already broken here. It's even <laughs> melted at this point. So <laughs> yeah, we'll have no issues. You asked for yeah, we're losing landmass. I only gave you one. Sorry. You what? <laughs> you what? <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, we're we're always quoting SpongeBob here. If it's not about Star Wars or Star Wars, what did I say? Star Wars. What's that? Anywho, the question of the week is: What is your favorite Star Wars animal slash creature? I don't think I've asked this one before, but one, if two, we have, three, we're doing it again. Um, <laughs> we'll start yeah. with uh, Ryan or Becca, whoever would want to go first. Um, Becca's answer is going to surprise people because it's not what you really? think. So I guess I'll go first. Mine's the obvious. It's Porgs. Come on. <laughs> they are wonderful. I remember there was a rumor a year before The Last Jedi that the puffins from Skellig Michael, where they filmed, were going to be retconned into these, like, penguins without beaks yes. and from that freaking moment i was like if this is true this is going to be a great film if this is not true this film's going to be terrible <laughs> the last jedi is the best since 77 for me and a lot of it is those porgs you know i love the fact that it was actually more costly for them to um to 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 get them get rid of them completely than it was to actually make them into <laughs> porgs like that was the simpler solution yeah. Just embrace it, and they're wonderful. And like the community that has sprung up around poor. I mean, that's that's really how I found you guys <laughs> yeah. in the first pesto. place. Was AJ and Jamie was Pesto the Porg, my my roommate who I run his Instagram. <laughs> He's a little plush Porg I got on Force Friday in 2017. <laughs> Uh, actually, is a birthday gift for Becca, but he's kind of taken on a life of his own. And the community, like the people that I've met through this porg, I mean, this podcast is literally a it, testament. It really so. is, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like we we love the porgs. <laughs> like I I got a porg also on Force Friday, a different one, and then I got um my Instagram notorious porg buttons um a few months after that. And and she literally sparked all of the people in our region, so the Boston area, for who do the Star Wars costuming are just like all porgs. Yeah, that's that's Jamie's business. And um, yeah. <laughs> it like it, it would be, be it, would, it just became the thing. I would just like stuff buttons into like the holster for Ray at all the events, and like it's like the best little like icebreaker for kids because like they'll be like scared to like approach like a stormtrooper sometimes, or they'll just like straight up to go up to them and be like, "Can you see?" Um, but like. In most cases, like, they'll be terrified, but then they'll see, like, a little stuffed animal, and they'll just be like, and they'll just, like, poke it, and I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, this is Buttons, and yeah, she's a porg, and then we'll talk about Buttons, and then and then they'll get brave and actually talk to you, and then I have to go home and disinfect Buttons every single time, um, and this was, like, before the pandemic, because, you know, kids are kind of gross, uh, but yeah. Yeah, um, I even, because of you, I even have a porg now, Bilbo Porkins. <laughs> Bilbo Porkins. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. My, on the topic of disinfecting porgs, and I promise this is the last thing I have to say, and this isn't staged. Jamie, I've never Uh-oh. told you this. But uh, I, you know, I didn't really take the coronavirus seriously for like the first two months. March, the lockdowns, yeah. January and February, I didn't really. And then you went to a con with yeah. buttons and you posted. I didn't even know you well. But I saw a story that you posted where you like disinfected your porg with rubbing alcohol yeah. after the con. And for some reason, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a very good so, idea. And then I just spiraled. Yeah, this is real. I swear. For like an hour, I was like, wow, what else should I disinfect? Oh, God. Wait, <laughs> I should read about coronaviruses. Oh, God. Life is but, changing. Yeah, but really. All because of buttons. All because of buttons. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that awareness. Yeah, that was PAX East 2020. So that was late February. Uh, we actually, AJ and I actually saw Jack at that con. So I was yes. like, yeah. a, um, I was like a mashup of like Lara Croft and Ray. So I was Tomb Raider. Best in in pun. It was great in pun, but people didn't get it in person. So it was like, whatever. Um, that did take that. me a day uh, or two hey, to figure out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it was best like red kind of thing. And anyway, um, but yeah, I had buttons with me. And like, since like it was like early, no one really knew like what was going on like for um corona at that point in time but like we were still having like the events and so the moment i got home buttons was like clipped to like a hanger by her wings and i'm just like spraying the rubbing alcohol because like as you would do to like kill a little bit of bacteria on costumes because i've been doing that anyway and i'm just like well a little like solution that i like have and i was like well buttons you're getting cleaned and then ryan's just like what is this and then pesto's like oh my gosh is she okay and i'm like yeah she's fine she's just having a shower everything's good <laughs> yeah but anyway, favorite porgs. animals? Favorite porgs. animals are porgs. Um, what else do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say so. I do love porgs, obviously, but I adore Nexu the Ooh. most. That is a surprise. That is, yeah, that is my top creature. I would cuddle one if I could. <laughs> I I just I always thought they were so cool, and I've always liked big cats, so it just kind of fit well in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, I think also the association association with Padme kind of brought that love to a to me Definitely. at first, but <laughs> I just gonna... I think they're so cool. I don't want to spoil anything on you, Beck. I'm not sure how far into Attack of the Clones you are, but the next two's not very nice. <laughs> I was gonna to say was gonna, no. they're associated, but <laughs> I was like association, it's like it's not a good way, but <laughs> the association Gives her a quick is quick wardrobe there. change. Yeah, like. <laughs> They they relate to each other, but it's not always great. She's stronger from it after it, though. Let's be real. Exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah, I've, I've always liked them. Now that I'm looking at a picture of one, it does just look like a giant loth cat with like two extra eyes. A lot of teeth. Yeah, and a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. Yeah. A lot of teeth. Face out a little bit. Weird forked octopus tail. Was it? Yeah, I never noticed yeah. the tail. Double tail. So cool. Yeah. Huh. A lot of teeth. <laughs> too many, too many <laughs> teeth for me. <laughs> too many eyes, too many teeth. Too many eyes, too many but teeth. Nexus are super cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, even in um in Legends, uh, was it Ayla or Alana had a Nexu. She had a pet Nexu. The solo grand. I've seen a photo oh. of that yeah. at least. And I like I have that photo. I'm like, this is me <laughs> one day. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. I will raise one, and it will love me. <laughs> It is you. She wasn't she a quarter night sister, and she had a pet Nexu, and she was a Jedi. That's that's, that's perfect. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> top tier. Cool. Well, she needs to be brought back into canon immediately. Like that sounded amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. I always learn something when we have these episodes. I'm like, what? what is that? <laughs> Whenever Ryan and and Becca are on, I always learn something new. So <laughs> learn something new every day. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you. Jack, what's your favorite creature? Yeah, Jack, what do you got? Uh, it's tough because, like, there's not a lot of nice Star Wars creatures. Most of them are pretty mean and, like, <laughs> want to kill people. <laughs> so it's hard to find one like where it's like, two. yeah, you know, this, I like this guy. He's cool. Um, most of them scared me as a child, and now I have nightmares. Uh, so oh. For me, it's oh, actually God. a recent change because of The Mandalorian, but uh, I wouldn't have said this a year ago. Uh, I'm going to say the Massive, uh, the uh, the Tusken Raider dogs. Um, because yeah. Mando really humanized them for me. Because like after after like yeah. he like goes up to one, he just like gives him a good scritch. He's like, "Give me your pupper." I'm like, "Oh <laughs> man, they're they're really not- okay." All right, I misjudged them because all we had for reference was them like fighting over bones and Anakin slicing and dicing them. Uh, so the, you know, like they just seemed like scary dogs, if anything. But uh, and as, as a kid, I was like a little afraid of like uh, wolves and things like that. So it's nice now that I can look at something like that and go, "Oh no, no, that that's cute. I, I like that. I give him a good description." Just a good boy. That's that's really good though. That's one. I mean, of numerous things that the Mandalorian has done just for the Tusken Raiders alone is just made them seem like actual people because they are, and yes. everything between like their culture and the animals that like they have in their abodes as well um it just makes it like so much like you you feel more for them and it's just more understanding overall and like yeah i wouldn't even would not have even thought of like those as a favorite star wars creature until that one episode because mando is just like hey this is just a dog and Cobb's just like whoa, <laughs> who's a good boy <laughs> whoa what is no 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 so yeah uh, i love that scene hmm. jamie what do you got i feel like you could go one of two ways here one of Took two ways way and uh, Porgs are not one of those two ways. Um, Porg because... was one of those ways, probably. Right? Oh, Porg was one of those ways? Well, I got a wild card way then for you. Um, okay, okay. Well, oh, no. <laughs> these are things that we've actually already discussed on the podcast before, but it makes sense since they're like favorites. Um, I'm going to have to go with Banthas. <laughs> oh, because... I was thinking about Banthas. Yeah, like it's it's been like really because of the Mandalorian, I have recently like just really really loved Banthas. Like I've always loved them since the beginning of Star Wars because like we've seen them since the beginning. But but yeah, what what really sold me recently for loving Banthas was the shot in the Marshall episode when all of the Tusken Raiders arrive single file and you just see Banthas as far as the eye can see and it's it was just the coolest thing to actually see the Tusken Raiders um in the massive numbers like that or in the greater numbers like that with all of their banthas and just ready to go and it's just really cool plus we finally found out what a gaffy stick is for it's just a big toothbrush um <laughs> yes <laughs> that was like mind-blowing to me and like i just love the banthas it's just just big fuzzy elephants i, I love them like just the whole recontextualization nice. of them from being savages to yeah. being you know just people who live a little bit simpler than than the you know the sc- hive of scum and villainy that's our frame of reference yeah exactly it's it's funny that like we've had like two literally the same exact episode almost the same exact scenes <laughs> of um yeah. favorite animals but yeah it would have been porks but it's a bantha okay <laughs> so my top two were taken <laughs> oh banthas and porks so i had to have a oh. i was just <laughs> searching everywhere for my number three um and it is an EOP. Yes, <laughs> the camels of Star Wars. <gasps> so, oh my god! Uh, yeah, they're they're like you know. snort is burned into my brain. 
the snort <laughs> and the uh, other noises they make in Jar Jar's face <laughs> on, on, uh, on Tatooine. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, <laughs> very much burned into my brain. We love a fart joke. So, there you have it, Eopies. We love a good fart joke. Oh, my gosh. I almost went with um, the OPC killer, the big big oh, gooberfish. You love big gooberfish. But that's too scary looking, so... <laughs> My uh, my other route would have been the uh, Kowokian monkey lizard, which we have also talked oh, about recently. Because like, oh yeah, another one that like I've always loved because this is so silly. Salacious bee crumb. First of all, why is that a name? Um, <laughs> uh, I love seeing. It's named them in... after a uh, street in Los Angeles, actually. Oh no, we're not. Oh, God. <laughs> I actually do know the story. Behind I was going to say you definitely know. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. I yeah, I want to hear that. Please do. Um, it was. I forget who it was, but it was a bunch of guys from the ILM Creature Shop. I think it might have been Phil Tippett, but I don't want to put him on blast <laughs> if it wasn't him. And they got wasted at lunch at work during production of Return of the Jedi. This is true. I think I saw it on a documentary. Somebody's shoelaces were untied. And he tried to say, my shoelaces are untied, but he could only say, salacious. And they had been working on Jabba's Jester, and that is where salacious That's came fantastic. From. Oh, my goodness. Where'd they get B? Salacious B. Uh, um. It's the second letter of the alphabet. <laughs> Oh and then God. there were some know. crumbs on the table, so that's where they... Yeah. <laughs> I think the B came later, because I never heard the salacious... I never heard the B... My mom loves <laughs> salacious crumb. And we never heard the B until, like, fairly recently, like last 10, 15 years. Right. So I guess that's not fairly recently when I'm under 30, but you know what I mean. I love it. Recently in the grand scheme of Star Wars. <sighs> hmm. Well, yeah. That's a good story. That was the, that's the backup favorite <laughs> creature. It's not a street in Los Angeles. <laughs> All right, explain why AJ, AJ's talking about a street in Los Angeles because no one else knows why we're talking about a street in Los Angeles made, on a Star Wars so podcast. Mad one day. Why are we talking about this? Because I drove I drove to work on Canaan Doom Road, which is a a mountain road going to Malibu, from which Canaan Jarrus and Caleb Doom gets his name. It. Are you serious? That's yes. Yes. That, that yes. was my reaction. And, and, wow. And I think Simon Kinberg confirmed that, that he was named after the road. And uh, yeah, AJ and Jamie don't like that. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't like it. Because like, there's so many other things in Star Wars that are named after it. Like, you know. Yeah, Sleaze Bog- like Bogano yeah. is probably <laughs> the worst offender and always will be. Oh, I had a date with Sleaze Bogano, actually. So uh, I got a, I got oh, a, yeah. I've been ghosting him. So anyway. <laughs> This is a good one. one. That was a good one. Just oh, keep man. your eye out for uh, Master Rodeo in uh, in the next Star Wars project. <laughs> you said that's it's funny because you said uh, who's next, Master Rodeo Santa Monica, and the next day I was sitting at the red light at the intersection of Rodeo and Santa Monica, and I was like, oh, here we are. <laughs> I I like it though. I I think it's wicked creative that like that is actually how they came up with the name because like I'll be honest, a lot of like character ideas like i'll just like go through like random music playlists and just like start like picking like artists like last names like my original character like yeah. that like last name was from a random like edm artist same thing with like half of like the characters i come up with because i'm just like yeah these are just like really weird names and i'm just gonna like mash them up and that's where we are it's not like weird that. enough so that's star cool. warsy hey i mean that's what kylo did i mean he just came up with like <laughs> skywalker and solo like that's so lame did the online 
last name, uh, last two letters of my father's name, and then the whatever first two letters <laughs> yeah. of my mother's last name, and whatever. Super edgy dark lord name generator. <laughs> dot Holonet. Dot Holonet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Ryan, I wanted to ask you about um your project you've been working on and by the time this comes out Ah, maybe it will be released yeah uh i am sculpting the entirety of captain ithano's uh marauder pirate crew out of chewing gum no that's not that i was like give me those those reference images i would like to see the rest of the crew no No. (laughs) um so i uh for celebration anaheim 2015 i made this uh little cartoon about a gonk droid who knows that he is destined to be a hero uh, but he doesn't want to be a gonk droid. He wants to be a stormtrooper. He wants to be an X-Wing pilot. He doesn't really know good from bad. He just knows that he wants to make a change in the galaxy. And he wants to be something other than what he is. Uh, like a little fun animation for kids. And then uh, I, w- I was never really satisfied f- satisfied with it. They screened it at Celebration Anaheim at the Rebel Legion booth. People liked it. But um, I realized a couple years ago it needed to be like a fable, like a rhyming Dr. Seuss nursery rhyme kind of cutesy little thing. Uh, So a friend of mine, Hannah Seeger, who is a starting out as a voice actress, we got together and we came up with this uh, little poem about a gonk droid who wants to be a hero and made a little animation for it. And I believe it's dropping on the Holland at Marauders YouTube on May 4th. It's probably there right now, my friends. Yeah, we are gladly giving it a home on our channel, and I'm I'm super excited. Heck like yeah. I, everything that yeah, Thank it's you. it's wicked cute and definitely worth the watch. Yeah, I'm I'm beyond excited to watch that. So, <laughs> um, I to check it out. I love Gone. Even Droids. though I've watched the original version, and that was great, so I'm interested to see like the finishing touches and whatnot. And there's some really cool um, voice actors that you got. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andy Randolph, who has been on the podcast and does Force Friends Rewatch with me, yes. is Luke Skywalker nice. in a small but memorable <laughs> part. Yeah. Uh, and then Greg Ochava, a Rebel Legion member with us, who is a Han Solo in Ghostbase, lends his vocal talents as Han Solo. And the toughest nut to crack for me was Leia, because Carrie Fisher had such a distinctive voice. And my pals right here at Holonet Marauders yeah. had a recommendation. Their friend, yeah, Ariel, and she was phenomenal. Knocked it out in like two takes. Oh, she's so great. That's a great choice. Like she is the, literally the moment Ryan said he needed a, a Leia voice, I was like, all right, I got you. I'm gonna ask Ariel what she's doing, and yeah. she like immediately was like, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. And I'm like, all right, here you go. So I'm like, I'm like texting yeah, Ryan, and then I'm great. texting Ariel, and I'm like, hey, just so you know, Ryan is legit, and here's this thing about Leia. Um. <laughs> and then I sent texted Ryan and I was like, okay, I texted Ariel, so now you can ask what you want. This total total one of those yeah. situations. Like, yeah, this person is real and they want you to do a thing and I'm just excited it's coming together. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because I never want to be like, oh, be in my fan <laughs> film. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Cold calling people about your Star Wars fan film. That's a little weird. That's what, that's what we but, do for the podcast. Yeah. We're like, you wanna be on the podcast? This <laughs> it's the only way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, but y'all have a catalog of episodes. You have things to link to. You, I don't even know like you, what I've done on YouTube. You find weird experimental stuff. 
Yes, I had the vlogs that I made when I was in high school, and I was like, oh, I'm going to vlog every day of April, and it's going to be called Vita. That was Are those still still available? They're archived. You can't find them. I have erased my high school carbon footprint on YouTube. You can probably find it if you really, really dig. Anyway, uh... Wouldn't it be a silicon footprint? We're getting. I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Something my, like that. My homeroom in high school was a chemistry lab. Did I pass chemistry? Barely. Barely. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> AJ, um, uh, what's uh, what are we? What? Hmm? So Becca. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, there's a kind of a viral photo you had back at Celebration Orlando, I believe it was. Um, where yeah. you were Leia, and there was a little uh, little gin that you took a picture with, right? Yes, um, I did. What's kind of the story behind that, and how'd that take off? Oh, I the taking off part, I have no idea. <laughs> but the it's like it is my favorite memory from all celebrations I've been to, which at this point is only two, but still the best. Um, right. It was the first like hour before I think that Friday. Um, like before the hall officially opened to the public because we had a pass uh, for showing our car. So I was able to get inside early to check on it and all that. Uh, And I had to run back to the room. And so I was alone. And I noticed this little girl running up to me in gin. And I was dressed in like my Leia. And I'm like, what's happening? I already start crying because it's gin. (laughs) And like Rogue One is so cool at that time. Um, and she comes up to me. She doesn't say anything. She just hands me these plans to the Death Star. And I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> and it's just the cutest thing. She doesn't, she, she, she did not speak to me at all, but she like hands me these plans. They want a picture. And it's just the cutest. It was the cutest interaction. Just being Leia, getting the Death Star plans from this little tiny Jenner. So, um, and I, I cherish that. And then all of a sudden, like a couple weeks later, <laughs> her dad, because they had made these plans for a bunch of people and her, uh, she was just handing them out to all the Leia's she met that weekend. And so her dad shared that story and was like, we got all these cool pictures. We made these plans. Here's what happened. And it just blew up. Everyone loved the story. Um, and uh, my picture was the one that was on everything. It was on the Nerdist. It was on Reddit. It was on BuzzFeed, like it was insane. But it was such a cool moment and a cool part of like her experience that weekend to be part of. I love that. Yeah, that's that's like what Star Wars cosplaying and you know Rebel Legion and Five Hundred First. That's like what it's all about, right? I mean, yeah, having moments like that with kids and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's cool. Like even though she didn't speak too, like I could tell she was enjoying it. Like she was having yeah. a great time. Like. If you search Little Jin or so, you'll find that story, and it's really sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very easy to find, luckily. Yeah. But it's it's cool. And they, they do that now all the time. Like, I think um, last celebration, they did it with the the d- dice from the Millennium Falcon, and mm. she was dressed as Kira, giving them to Han Solo's. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so they just, like, they just do that all the time now, and it's it's so fun. I love That's it. Awesome. I, um, oh gosh. They're super cool. That was Celebration Orlando, right? Yeah, when, when they did the Leia. 2017? Um, yeah. It's funny. Recently, I went on to like YouTube to watch... Um, randomly, I'll look up like Star Wars Celebration videos, and there's two official ones. <laughs> right? There's two um, 
ones I always watch, the Chicago like recap official Star Wars one on their page. And by accident, I clicked on the Orlando one, and um, it starts, and I'm like, wait, this isn't Chicago, but I'll keep watching. And it, like, within the first, this was recently, like, a month ago, maybe, within the first, like, uh, 10 seconds, I'm like, oh, there's Ryan and Becca. (laughs) But I was pumped, though. I mean, it's so cool to watch those videos and, like, you know, know people. Over time, you just get to know more people in Star Wars. And, you know, the two of you know, like, everyone now, so. I love to to watch those videos. I'd like to be in one one day. Yeah. (laughs) One day. Someday. I'm sure you will. I mean, the the best part about both of those stories, though, is the friendships that we've struck up with, like, Dino and his daughter Harley from the, the Little Jin, and Ian from Lucasfilm, who shot the, uh, he shoots the celebration recaps, and he, like, in Chicago, he, he, well, he ran into us at the Last Jedi premiere, and he was like, I think I shot a video of you guys in Orlando. <laughs> like, yeah, and he was like, my boss loved that. Thank you. And then, like, yeah, like, just running into him in Chicago, and, like, we bought him a drink there, and I was like, thank you for making my mom cry when she logged into YouTube <laughs> that day. Thank you. Like, you know, and just, yeah, that is what it's all about, though. That was well said. Yeah, that was, uh, I don't think I ever mentioned that to you, Ryan, that I, or Rebecca, that I, you I saw that. But yeah. I, it was the perfect time. I was watching, and I'm like, oh, my God, there they are. Because I put it on, <laughs> I was so like, funny. I bet I'll see Ryan and Becca, and there they were. <laughs> But even, even if, like, you're not expecting to, like, go into, like, a video and then be like, oh, I, I don't think I'm going to see anyone I know. Then, like, every time AJ puts on a video, I'm like, oh, there's this person. Oh, there, there's Ryan. Oh, there's Jen. Yeah. Oh, there's other Jen. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, there's another Jen. Like, we know a lot of Jens who are cosplayers, and they're all amazing. We uh, know a lot but, of Mats. Yeah. We know a lot of Jens. A lot of Mats, a lot of Jens. It's it's insane. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it's, it's so cool to, like, just, like see the people. And it's like, oh, it's just YouTube. But it's, like, it's, it's more than that. It, it is more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, May 4th is a special day for you. I feel like I'm like Jay Leno here going around the table. Oh, we got a great show tonight. Um, you said it. So, you had to say yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had to get it in there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, Jack, May 4th is a special day for you, not just because you're a Star Wars fan, because it's your birthday. That it um, is. I was does literally that, like, born for this. Yeah. You, what, are, what are the odds of that? <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Um, how, how dare you <laughs> what are um, I don't know what, what's like a like I knew the stories for Ryan I knew the stories for Becca um, what's is there something unique about Star Wars and you that we haven't heard um, well Star Wars was always a series that uh, it was the first one that really captivated me my dad was like many dads in the 90s uh, very big into getting in like getting a a nice like in-home theater operation going with all the surround sound. And uh, we had like a nice like rear projection, like big screen TV and a laser disc of all the star Wars and laser disc. Yeah. Laser disc, original and special edition. So we could watch all the versions at the time, at least. And um, you want me to go out there and face the first order with a laser disc? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you you whip that at someone. Um, You could definitely take someone out with that hundred percent. (laughs) <laughs> i think so uh but like we had like this whole surround sound set up and i remember vividly watching like jurassic park and lost world and just being out of my mind scared of like the velociraptors and the t-rex roar because it was 10 times more realistic um but star wars especially i will never forget that first time i saw that door blow open and darth vader step through um and and just <sighs> for me uh 
it, it's all about the things that have scared me in that series that I've still kind of persevered through. Uh, cause like there's the, I remember I would think about each movie as the thing that scared me in each movie. So for a new hope, we got the, uh, the Diagondra. Did I say that right? I think I probably goofed that, but, um, the Dianoga, Dianoga, Dianoga. Yeah. We had the, in episode, in episode four, we had the Dianoga, uh, which just something under the water that I can't see. <laughs> uh, right. then you had the Wampa in episode five. Um, to a lesser extent, the space worm. But that, once I thought about that, I'm like, that's kind of a silly concept. Um, <laughs> and for Return of the Jedi, we had the Rancor. Oh my God. When that thing was going to grab Luke and, you know, pop him in his mouth after we saw a Gamma and, you know, bite the dust, I've never been more scared because the roar and everything, it was just so real. And just as a little kid, uh, I couldn't, couldn't quite get over that. And the Rancor from then on out always scared the crap out of me. Flash forward to I'm about nine years old and I'm playing a little old game called uh, Jedi Knight uh, Mysteries of the Sith. Uh, so those games uh, were following a character named Kyle Katarn. And in those days, he had an apprentice named Mara Jade. You might know her, you know, Skywalker. <laughs> somewhat related. Um, but uh, in the story, you, you eventually end up playing as Mara Jade and she gets herself in with this hut named Kapa and... Uh, gets captured you lose all your weapons you lose your lightsaber you had nothing but your wits about you and um i must preface this that i was a little cheater and i loved to just put on all the cheat codes um so i had like even though they took all those things away from me i immediately cheated to get all that back and i threw god mode on and i was like cool this is awesome got right through everything you know bust out out of my cell i'm running through and then i find myself in this dark cave after swimming through some sewers and all I see are these two beady eyes, these two yellow beady eyes in the distance. Oh. And then out walks out, and this is like 90s graphics, but out walks out a Rancor. And I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. And I immediately run up to it. And I start slashing. And it just grabs you and just, just eats you up. <laughs> and you got to understand, like, when you, when you play a video game and it gives you a cheat code and it tells you that you can be invincible... Uh, that's a that's an agreement, you know that that's that's a that's a contract that you don't let me die because I, I I asked you to nicely with a code, uh, and all the codes back then were fun. They were like Red Five, Help Us Ob One, Womp Rat. Oh, I love those codes, but um, yeah, that scarred me because I'm like, wait, but I I had God Mode, and I didn't touch that game for months, and nothing has scarred me ever so much. But whenever I think of Star Wars. Like my mind inevitably goes back to that game series, that moment, and that game, because uh, wow. that that Star Wars has always had moments where it's just like, oh crap, this is this is tense. This is like as scary as Velociraptors in Jurassic Park, and mm. uh, I would always like grit my teeth and get through it anyway because I never liked horror movies, never watched scary movies. Star Wars is always the exception. Yeah. So the cheat codes didn't work. That's no, that's no, crazy. yeah, just said no. Nah, now we're gonna can eat you anyway. I feel like that's a classic, like, Katarn move there. Cheat codes, and they don't work. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds on brand. She uh, um, She's supposed to, like, run around the corner where her lightsaber just happens to be behind some bars that you can force pull to grab it. And then you somehow you're supposed to still... Oh, no, you're not even supposed to really face it. You can, like, cut your way through and run away. Uh, but I was like, I got to kill everything. Because if Star Wars has taught me anything, is that if there's a creature, it must go down. I love how you this is I... so ingrained in your memory in which you're just like, oh, no, this is the very first time that it happened. And then you're just like, oh, no, but the way that you actually do it is you go around <laughs> the corner and then you do this yep. and then you do that. And 
I learned the hard way. The Jedi Knight games are solid. That's probably the one that I've played the least. But yeah, if you like the like, if you can get past the graphics, um, I still go back and play them. Although uh, I cannot take my rose-colored glasses off when I'm playing them, so I could definitely be speaking from yeah. nostalgia. Uh, but I mean, that would hey, be a cool series to kind of see. Re- not, yeah, I guess rebooted in um, a different kind of way. I would I would appreciate that. There have been talks graphics like you stuff. like was dropped on uh, that that previous episode, not not last episode, but episode before that about Revan. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm happy to see Revan recontextualize, and I, yeah. I'd be happy to see Kyle recontextualized. Obviously, he can't I steal thought, the Death Star plans now, but that's okay. I can, as, I can move as past soon that. As they mentioned, <laughs> as soon as they mentioned um, Dark Troopers, I mean, you got to mention Katarn, right? His Isn't name he... started popping up, and I'm like, y'all are reaching, <laughs> but I'm with you. I mean, how would you feel? Go ahead, Ryan. I was just going to say, when they dropped that video in 2014 of the Freddie Prince Jr. cowboy Jedi that was going to be in Star Wars Rebels, I couldn't even remember his name slash the street name after it ended because I was like, oh, so that's Kyle Katarn (laughs) without the mustache. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Down to the cool arm side, you know, accessory, although he's got like the whole arm, like armor thing. Yeah. Armor. the loaf you know, of bread on away the, the lightsaber and then taking it back up. <laughs> I'll be honest, I had no idea who Kyle Katarn was until Jack cosplayed him. Um, <laughs> and then I had to show you all the YouTube videos. Yeah, and then we had to watch that. We had to watch the live action, like cutscenes oh, and everything. Yes. I, I even I, I, love bought, those I even bought an enamel pin of Kyle Katarn because I thought it was just so funny looking with the loaf of bread <laughs> shoulder pad. And I'm like, you know what? I'm content. This is nice. <laughs> those were actually some of the. Um, uh, that was the last. That was the at that time. That was the last time that they had done any live action lightsaber effects at ILM uh, since Return of the Jedi. Was mm. for that game specifically? Uh, yeah, those cutscenes yeah, are beautiful. Sense. Yeah, I I Oscar look back nominees. on them, and uh, as bad as the effects are, uh, I love it. That's some some good classic Star Wars cheese. It's right there with the prequels. <laughs> some classic Star Wars cheese. Oh yeah. Some cheese oh, yeah. bagging facts. <laughs> the Jack, our first interaction was me posting Kyle Katarn facts on your cosplay post. That's like, true. I remember that, I think. I I Anakin Skywalker didn't like sand. I think you all know that, so he whined about it and freaked out. <laughs> but uh Kyle Katarn didn't like sand, so he banished Tatooine to the outer rim. Hmm. It he was like the Chuck Norris of of the Force dot net forums <laughs> back in the day. Just <laughs> it was, and people there would be threads, fifty pages of just people posting dumb stuff like that sand quote. It was something. Oh man, hmm. he was always my favorite, and even though I'll never be able to grow a true beard, uh, I still hold a place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> You rock the costume, though. It, it, you, you are. Thank you. Oh yeah, it's one of my style. favorites. Speaking of your Kelkatarn uh, costume, Jack. Yes. Um, your involvement with like, you pretty much went from like zero to one hundred in the. Cause it, it's kind of weird. Like two years ago, you weren't even. You uh, were you in the Legion? 
No, not, not at you all. You came out of nowhere, Jack. I'm not even <laughs> joking. Did. You and came you, out of freaking nowhere. Like Boston stuff. Fan Expo, like 2019, all of a sudden there's just like an Anakin kind of near our booth and we're like, yeah, sure. Um, sign up on the forums, right? And then like Rhode Island Comic Con 2019, you're just like there and we're like, where did this kid come from? All right, cool. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I love that. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, there's actually a pretty decent story behind that too. Um, so I... <sighs> It's like I don't know how much I should share, but I don't really care at this point. So, yeah, basically, I I had a a relationship go south, and I was uh, it was like after moving in, really tough experience uh, when we broke up, and now had to share a space that suddenly felt a lot smaller, and uh, I needed something to keep my mind busy, and uh, I finally decided to start the Iron Man cosplay I'd always wanted to do. I know that's not Star Wars, but don't worry, I'm getting there. Uh, <laughs> flash forward like nine months, not six or seven months of sanding and painting and gluing and all that. Um, I went to Fan Expo with the determination to uh, bring out an Iron Man cosplay and do the costume contest and all that. And that was fun on, on, on its own thing. But the real surprise uh, event for me was that Sunday because while I had Tony Stark with the uh, one arm like in Iron Man 1 planned for Friday, I had Iron Man for Saturday, and both those days were super fun. Saturday, I was like, oh, you know, I, I'll borrow a friend's uh, Anakin hilt and uh, Black Series, and uh, I ordered a cheap, <laughs> really cheap uh, Anakin cosplay, uh, what do you call it, uh, Episode 2 cosplay, because my hair was that that length, uh, and, uh, and an Anakin uh, apprentice braid as well cut it to shit cut it to size and everything and i was just walking around goofing around with the um different things i went to the droids like every day because i was obsessed with the droids and i will eventually get my own r2 make my own r2 um i am starting a bd1 in the meantime i'm so sorry i'm bad at summarizing things it's okay it's okay (laughs) so cool um anywho so i'm walking past i had like thought about leaving a couple times early because like uh all my friends had pretty much gone off and done their own thing or left or whatever and i was like okay well so now i'm settling in time to leave now it's circle around one more time and then i hear someone yell anakin anakin and i'm like oh wait that's me and i turn around <laughs> and uh jen catania and uh steve robbins and rex uh jen was in her uh, rebels leia outfit they talked to me they came over to me and they were, they were like i hung out for like an hour or two just talking like inspecting steve's costume because his rex is incredible um and uh yeah i that's actually why i chose clone wars anakin was because i wanted to be able to match steve's costume specifically Mm -hmm. and uh, it also did seem rather easy compared to the full like revenge of the sith although that would have been awesome to start with i went to traders uh no savers bought a couple bed sheets in the right colors found exactly what i wanted to the first run (laughs) and like paid like eight bucks in in fabric uh got a pattern from Jen and actually went to a build day to like get that started and everything else. Like, I mean, heck, I mean, you saw me at, at Rhode Island comic-con and that was just yeah. that, that was where the obsession started. I'm like, this is awesome. This is what you guys do. Yeah. I want to do this all the time. This is, a, this is amazing. And yeah, it, cosplay became a thing that helped me kind of get over any anxieties or stressors or anything I was had going on because it allowed me to just kind of focus in and I just, there was nothing else to do except what, what needed to be done for the next part. And um, that's made it really easy to get a lot of stuff done in a short amount of time just because it's been a meditative thing almost. I love that. I, I love um, the, awesome. the biggest thing with um, Rebel Legion Fabo First in general is all it takes is just one person just to be like, hey, come here and um, just literally welcome you with open arms and it can make a world of difference. 
our our local base is pretty much like exploded recently with just like new members um who are like a lot younger because like we are it's just like a whole new generation going into star wars costuming and it, it all goes back to like we've been saying recently about um we're all coming into age of like being able to buy our own star wars merchandise and why prequel merch is selling actually because we're finally like yeah. at the age to like buy all of that stuff and we're finally at the age to be like making these plastic spaceman costumes and i'm so excited (laughs) about it and i just want to make all the things and i'm just so excited to see every all of these things just getting more love and just yeah uh yeah (laughs) i've met so many amazing people including all four of you through this um uh, just just from Aww. having an Instagram account to just be able to have an outlet for <laughs> yeah. the stuff that I'm doing, uh, not even just for gratification, but just to be able to put it out there. And now, like, you know, a year and a half later, a little bit of a following, like just a little bit. And it's like got my own little corner where I can share my stuff and get it like be able to get that out there and meet new people from there. Uh, like I get to do photo shoots with random other cosplayers who like, Oh, Hey, I like uh, my friend, uh, Ellie, EG cosplay. She's amazing. And she had done an Ahsoka cosplay and she hit me up out of nowhere to, uh, join in with my Mando. Uh, so that was like the first time oh, I yeah, got to do great. a Mando shoot that wasn't, uh, like with other Mandos or just on my own or like with you guys, mm. uh, like someone who's like from the same show, uh, with me at the same <laughs> time, I got to do like act out scenes from the show. Like, Oh, it was so great. While we're on the topic of costumes though, um, Jamie and Becca, let's talk about your um, original character cosplays. You know, we had yes. a couple blog posts about that. Oh, um, yeah. And every day I look at the blog stats randomly, whether we post something or not. And there's always someone that reads uh, Becca's original character story, which I think Ryan wrote. Wow. Oh, man. So th- like yeah. every day we mm-hmm. get a view on that. And I'm like, oh, at least one. Wow. Um, cool. yeah. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. Becca, you go ahead. I, yeah. I love hearing about your um, Mando. <laughs> um, yeah. My, I mean, it was hard at first coming up with something because I never like felt creative in creating my own thing. Like I could easily do Leia and Padme, but like I wanted a Mando. I just couldn't figure out what. Um, and then I realized why not do Padme? Like I love her. It just fits. So I took um, her Ilum costume in the like 2D Clone Wars, that the old one, um, like her snow bunny and put it into a snow Mando and created this whole backstory with like, she was from Naboo, always looked up to Padme. And now that the empire's kind of taken over, she doesn't feel like Padme would want what's happening and turns and takes this like new identity basically. Um, And I, yeah, I just, it's been fun just creating this like Padme inspired character, but also like creating it as my own thing. Right. putting my own twist on it all because um, I'm slowly like adding more aspects to it changing some designs that might not be entirely Padme but it's now that I'm more into this character something that I'm like she would want this or I want this so she's gonna have it like and that's been really cool it's it's a different experience than just cosplaying like the characters we all see and know yeah that's one of the most fun, so fun parts about it it's cool to yeah. have your own thing. That's a really cool inspiration for your costume. I uh, I hadn't seen that before, but I looked it up, and uh, now I see it. Like that's mm. yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it's not as well known, but like I try to be like, here's a picture of Padme that it is. I promise it's the same. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Um, it's super cool to see people uh, like 
make art based on your character too i've seen you post about that a few times um i think recently yeah. there was something like someone made a lego or something once or a, a yeah fun someone did, um yeah i'm actually uh somebody is sending me an actual like figure that they made what? that's based off my mando oh wow, and that's, wow. it's like surreal that's so cool. that's so um, much fun that's so cool yeah that's a very (laughs) that's a very new thing um yeah but they've i've seen legos there's been tons of artwork which i think that's what's really cool about having a custom characters than like seeing it in other ways like how other people see her yeah Mm -hmm. um because it's always a little different and they always put their own twist on it and i i love that i don't i think it's fun to see and it almost inspires me to do something different with her um like our one friend ben who did the like the first artwork of my bando he put like extra fur on the back of her cape and i'm like that looks so cool so now i'm adding (laughs) extra fur to the back of my cape nice i love that i mean like it's just how all inspiration works though is like you get inspired by the original thing so in star wars with padme and then you're like all right i'm gonna make the thing and then everyone else will interpret it differently and then it all just comes back and you're like i gotta make more and I, I just love it. I love the circle of inspiration. Yeah. I, I love all it's, original it's characters. So it's it's just so much fun. <laughs> it's a shame that like the Star Wars community gets such a bad rap for like negativity. And obviously a lot of it is there, but there are so many goddamn cool people in this community. I mean Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, the negativity just seems to be louder than the other stuff. But the other stuff's there. We all know it. We see it at celebration and different things and online. Um, but that's just so cool that people are doing that and we can all be inspired by each other. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I always say this, AJ. That. You hear this day in, day out. The people who scream the loudest are usually the ones who get heard. That's just yeah. in, in all of life, no matter I what. Agree. Yeah. Um, you just got to keep yelling yourself. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And so it's and keep Im- posting your own awesome stuff. It's important to uh, to not give them oxygen either, you know? Like, whenever yeah. someone, like, brings up some, <laughs> like, some scandal or whatever, like, when, when I remember when uh, Pedro Pascal, that rumor about him, like, leaving The Mandalorian yeah. was going around, yeah. everyone yeah. I knew I was sending that to me, and I'm like, don't, don't spread that. That's, that's clearly just for clicks. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay. Anyway, yeah. it's just, <laughs> just keep moving on with your life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this isn't, we're not going to dwell on negativity let's talk about let's what about sendry yeah what about sendry yes. so yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about Sendry? So, uh my main girl good lord um so i i wanted to create a jedi original character because um ray was my main costume it still is uh for doing events and whatnot but there would be on occasions obviously i want to give other rays like a chance to like shine and so i'm like well i still want to like do an event so i'm like i'll make a jedi because like that's easy for me and like it's low-key become my brand jam the jedi right <laughs> so i was like all right i'm gonna make a, a jedi and so i decided well what do i gotta do i gotta make a f- kick-ass backstory first that's what i have to do first before i even make the costume right <laughs> seriously like i li- had like thoughts brewing for probably at least like a year or so before i'm like all right i'm just gonna like buy a random fabric and then just go from there um i knew i wanted it to be clone wars era because right after the sequels like i i Clone Wars is my favorite thing. Um, And I was like, well, she's going to be like on par with like everyone else. So we got to go from there. So, uh, yeah, my character, her name is Sendry. All the Sendry, actually. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I love her. She's a Jedi general. 
um, General of the 702nd, which uh, is my own legion, by the way. It's it's. Uh, I looked it up. It doesn't exist. It exists in my world, though. You get to involve like all your other friends within your own Star Wars story, but at the end of the day, it was inspired from the thing that you all love in the first place. And that's just my favorite part about original characters, and like you have that flexibility to do it. And yeah, it's another thing that's like opened up like so many doors through um, through social media. Like you guys have all been saying, is just you see others like also doing just like praising like your own characters, not just like the ones that like we're all like love. So like the ones we all love, like Padme, Zinjarin, and Ray, and whatnot. But like your original characters and it's really cool to see people be like oh that's that's a really cool idea or like i would have never thought of that or like oh, i love like your color scheme like it's it's just so cool to see that definitely right i think that's one of the most like rewarding parts too is like i know i love it but to see it being loved by others yeah yeah, yeah. something we were talking about like earlier as well just with like costuming in general is like especially with um something you make yourself you accidentally see like every single flaw in it <laughs> and uh yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, yeah, like, I, I think this X, Y, and Z, it looks like this, but, like, I want to change, like, all these other parts to it, and then someone else will look at it, and they'll be like, no, it looks incredible, like, I don't I don't see why you need to, like, change anything, or, like, no, it looks, like, perfect, and then they'll point out, like, what's, like, really awesome about it, and it's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way, like, thank you, like, that's really cool, and that was actually, like, really needed, because I could tell you, like, three things right now yeah. that I need to change on Sendry, and I'm, like, looking at, like, the gauntlets, like, right now, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I remember when I was, uh, we were doing the Railers game, one of the last, like, big events that we got to do, and uh, I was walking around the loop with uh, with Steve and his Rex, because, uh, again, that was, like, the whole thing was for me to be Sky Guy with him. And uh, <laughs> this, like, 13-year-old kid was, like, looked at uh, me and me and Rex and was like, Wow, the details. Oh my god. And I'm like, right, doesn't he look awesome? And he's like, no, but you too. Like I'm like, oh shoot, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it really hit me. I was not I was not expecting that because for me it's like this guy put all this work in this armor and everything. Like I just threw some bed sheets together. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the bed sheets. I think that's oh, the funniest that's thing. Is like everyone could give themselves more credit. Like like that's yeah. that's it at the end of the day we all could we could all do with giving ourselves a little bit more credit because we are doing way more than we thought we ever would be doing with cosplay in the first place and like it's it's such a strange yeah. hobby <laughs> try to try explaining <laughs> it to someone who has like nothing involved with it it's like you make costumes oh, yeah. like it's it's something what? it's a weird twist on the dating game i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> when i was 10 my mom took me to my first convention it was the second star wars celebration and the 501st had been around for like five years it wasn't what it is now but like standards were in place everybody looked rad mm -hmm. you know and i i saw them one of the first things we saw on our first day there was like 200 of them coming in from the group photo in this big accidental parade just <laughs> for me and i remember looking at my mom and saying like that's gonna be me like i'm going to do this <laughs> And at the time, she was like, oh, right on. But then on the drive back to Pennsylvania, she was like, the 501st thing is awesome. And you're probably, yeah, you're probably going to grow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it's, it's, it, but anyway, like before cosplay really took off, like, you know, going back to school and like, how was your trip? And I'm like, there were 200 people dressed up like stormtroopers. And my teacher's like, yeah, I'm sure they were. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, yeah. you can't. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, it's just the the look that you get from uh, seeing so like it. So I'm going down to Disney on Friday, and I could not be more excited because 
I think we kind of give that feeling like on a smaller scale to people of being like, oh my God, I'm in Star Wars. And like, I'm so excited oh, to so. get to do that for myself, but I, I love that we get to do that for other people like that, like that kid, it, it, you, you, you underestimate it, but like it, it, ca- it catches people off guard. I remember the first time yeah. I, I think, I don't know what happened, but Ryan, I saw your, you and Becca's uh, photo of you as Anakin and Padme. And I was like, holy crap, that is, um, it, it's like I'm looking at the real deal. And like, it was one of your, it was one of your studio Thanks. shots that had like the, the amazing lighting and everything. Oh, yeah. oh those oh, are amazing. Yeah. love those sets. I don't care. Those are Mark Edwards. I don't care how many times wow. you repost them. I love them. And uh, <laughs> uh, keep posting them. It Thank just kind of like your, your account came out of nowhere. I was like, look, I have to see all these. And I was like, I don't know where this guy came from, but he clearly knows what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know where he came from. One day we were just so there. Much. I have no idea. I don't know where I came. I think I. I, I, I honestly Pesto. think I followed Becca first, and then yeah, I followed definitely. Pesto. Probably. And then Ryan just kind of happened because I found out that he helps there. out Pesto yeah. with his account. So I'm like, there. Oh, yeah. okay, sure. <laughs> I guess I'll follow the guy who's roommates with the pork, whatever. <laughs> roommates with the pork. Pesto's sitting right next to me, and he's very happy about it. Oh, this. Pesto. One day. <laughs> I have. Um, oh, one day. I know we just hit about an hour. But I did have one more thing I wanted to touch upon. Go for okay. it. That Ryan does. It's a holiday, yeah. AJ. This it's can be as long as you want. It. <laughs> um. I, ha- I have one more thing, AJ, before you change the subject. Um, okay. Because we were just talking about like being starstruck by each other's costumes, right? The first time I saw Jack as Din Djarin, I'm not even kidding. My jaw was on the ground. I was wearing a mask, but <laughs> oh, my jaw no. was on the ground. Because like we had like a <laughs> mini like distance like photo shoot on like Halloween. Yes. And like... Oh my god, that was the first time I saw it. And like you we we that take it so for good. granted, like seeing like Darth Vader and like Chewie like as like members of like the clubs because we're like, Oh yeah, we see them like all the time. But like when you see like a new character for the first time, it's just like what? <laughs> like Thank you, Jamie. Y- yeah, Jack. It yeah, looks two incredible. Days, even two days after the It's phenomenal. Even though, even though you're literally like remaking every other piece, it feels like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still like, yes, you are the Mandalorian. You're the armorer and the Mandalorian over there. So like, it's, it's fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot. Seriously. Right. Ryan, my friend Ryan. Um, Ryan. Yeah. Road Squadron. Tell us about it. Road Squadron. Oh, oh man. Well, that, honestly, that goes back to that. No, that was the next celebration when I was 13. And all these people showed up with cars done up like Star Wars. There was a pickup truck that was like fully tricked out like the Millennium Falcon with guns on top. You know, there was a convertible that was an A-Wing. It was a Honda Del Sol. And I remember saying to my mom, like, I'm also going to do that when I grow up. (laughs) And that one, she was kind of like, you're probably not going to do that. But, (laughs) um, you know. The Force Awakens came out. I had just started dating this interesting girl named Becca, and I knew something special was there. (laughs) And I, one night, was just really bored, and I mocked up, like, what if I did my car like Poe Dameron's X-Wing? Because I love that scene when they all arrive. It's the Resistance. Like, the, the first time I saw the movie, yeah. Oh, man, when Han said, it's the Resistance, I thought to myself the first time I saw it, I'm about to stand up and start yelling. And then they all came across the water, and I stood up and started yelling. And I was like, wow. But then I looked around, and there were like eight other people in my row standing up and yelling. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, But yeah, so I I did up this this Kiesel as Poe Dameron's X-Wing, and I, I... 
used to work in like a graphic shop that my friend owns. So I called in a favor and we made these vinyl graphics and we fully covered the car and almost immediately, like I was driving home from his place and I stopped at a rest stop and this guy came out of the bathroom and stared at the car and he was like, nice. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like that's what life is now. And it's almost like you're always trooping. Like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, I work in film and I, it's freelance and I'm meeting different people every week. And, you know, without fail, at crew parking every show, some new person will strike out a Star Wars conversation with me when they see the car. And I've just made so many friends through having this car. But uh, Road Squadron is the group owned by now my friend who owns that A-Wing uh, Honda Del Sol, Sean Crosby. And it's a just sort of a loose affiliation of Star Wars car aficionados mm. from the subtle, you know, a white Mustang with a uh, blue stripe that's the same pattern as the 501st clone chest armor with a big 66 racing number oh, on the I side to, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a cool one. That's uh, Jeff Parks up in Central California from that to like Sean's car, which now he has a uh, Nissan 350Z done up like a Jedi Interceptor with, <sighs> you know, four laser cannons and Aww. R2-D2 on the back, hard mounted. That's so cool. And big engines. His turn signals are Goals. ion engines. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then like us in the middle, you know, with the fully covered car that you know is Star Wars, but we're not with the laser cannons just yet. <laughs> But everybody's welcome, you know, as long as as long as you love Star Wars and you have a Star Wars car. We were profiled on the Star Wars show in 2019. That was fun. That was a bucket list kind of weekend. Um, and at Celebration, we get usually the biggest booth by necessity because we have freaking cars. <laughs> and <laughs> we just set up a car show and it's always a lot of fun. You know, you, we go in in the morning to dust off the car and everything and you never know who you're going to run into. Like, who is exploring the floor in the morning before they get mobbed and wants to check out your car? Second day of Celebration Chicago, we walked in, and Becca points at our car, and it took me a second to even register. She was gone by the time I registered that Kathleen Kennedy had been staring oh, at my car no. and grinning and nodding. Oh. And I, <laughs> like, I couldn't even yeah. say anything. I was just oh. like, uh. But yeah, it's, Road Squadron is just a lot of fun, you know? It's, it's. I feel like that. We've met just like the Legion. That's, that's a lot to leave you speechless like that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I was I couldn't pro like I I knew that was Kathleen Kennedy and I knew that was my car and I knew she was smiling but I couldn't <laughs> connect those three things. Oh, I love it. I was like maybe she just got a really funny text. I don't know. <laughs> that can't really be her, you know. <laughs> One day. Yeah, that's not her. Nice costume, lady. Why are you running? <laughs> One day I'll get the uh, the tie silencer in there somehow. Dude, please. Oh, no. I have been yeah. on AJ's case to make a TIE silencer. Although, I mean, as Poe Dameron with my black one, maybe I don't enemies, want AJ yeah. to make a TIE silencer. He'll, he'll total my car. Yeah, well, I got, I'm over here with my beat up Prius with a uh, bunch of Star Wars stickers on the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's an X Wing waiting to happen. Well, Becca just. Well, I just, the, yeah. I just I got the. I just got the um the the license plate. Uh, you'll love it. It's it's such a fun car to have, uh, even though it does look like a shoe. Um, I I. Uh, <laughs> I got the license Sorry. plate uh, Razor Crest, 
I won't obviously specify Ooh. the spelling. You know, I had to do a little shenanigans, but it's time to take an opportunity to make my car that one extra bit nerdier. Nice. Wow. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. I like it. You got a Star Wars it, man. Becca's nerding her... We haven't decided on a theme yet, but the Prius is going to be another entry to the Road Squadron camp. Oh, yeah. yeah I was going to ask. It has to be. What are yeah. possibly the plans? Uh, my initial thought was Ahsoka, just because she basically changed my life. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it does look like a clone. Hmm. hmm. You could do a 330 second. I'm just yeah. Saying. What color is your car? Saying. That was a thought too. Yeah. It's a white Prius oh, okay. right now. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good base. You could do a lot with that. In three sentences or less, what's your favorite May Fourth memory? Probably the moment I figured out that May Fourth meant May the Fourth be with you. Because, uh, like, I mean, again, that's my birthday. I love that. I didn't realize that was a thing until, like, I was 16. And I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. This really was This really was for real. Like, My favorite May 4th moment is the next one. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really just? He always does. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite May the 4th moment is, was, is, was? My favorite May the 4th moment was recently, a couple of years ago, uh, I had a lightsaber fight with the T-Rex in the Museum of Science in Boston. Um, it's just a photo, <laughs> okay. but like, it, it was a lightsaber fight with that. the T-Rex, and uh, it was great. That was a fun <laughs> trip. <laughs> That's dino oh, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking, uh, I think I would say, um, that troop we do for the death school where it's, yeah, yeah, we go there and we just like hang out in the classrooms. We learn, we learned how to say, may the force be with you in sign language. And I think that was, that's such a rewarding like event that we've done for May 4th. And that's, I think that's definitely my favorite memory. Yeah, it's a school for the deaf, and my friend is the special programs coordinator there, and he cosplays Mace Windu, and one of his teachers cosplays Kylo Ren. And they they never get the request in in time to get at an official event, but we always muster up a couple people, Mm. and we go to every school in this, every class in this K-12 deaf school, and just, (laughs) they're always surprised, even though we did it like five years in a row. (laughs) That's so fun. (laughs) That's so much fun. It's like recognized faces, but it's, yeah. That we usually try to do like three troops, but that's always first thing in the morning, eight o'clock. That's what's happening. Yeah. I think my favorite is either these are very different in <laughs> tone, um, but it's either being nineteen years old and making a bet with my friend, like how far I made a Mando out of like trash cans and storage bins when I was eighteen <laughs> in the garage, and it, it you know full helmet and everything, and I was like how. F- far into walmart do you think i'm going to get and i made a bet that i would get 25 steps i got 12 <laughs> steps they they threw <laughs> um either that or uh but the serious answer is a couple years ago we had a hospital visit first thing in the morning on may 4th and this mom came to me and told me i didn't fully understand because it was it was in fairly broken english um they were actually only in the united states for the procedure but she told me like my son loves Luke Skywalker and he just got a amputation and he loves Luke Skywalker a lot more now. And you can guess why. So like come to his room, but it might be a little intense. And we went to his room and it was a little intense, but that was, that was May wow. 4th, man. It made his day. Huh. Definitely. Yeah. 
That's, that's yeah. the most rewarding piece yeah. of that. It's, yeah. it's, I, I can't wait until this oh, is over yeah. and then we can really have like troops mm-hmm. again. Because I mean, we dozens of troops on May 4th yeah. every year. I had only just started getting to to do uh, troops and everything when when everything started shutting down. So like I got my first real tastes oh, and then boom, gone. Um, I definitely got a lot oh, more time oh, to, man, to soak yeah. it in. Uh, but in any case, there was one troop that I was looking forward to even more than the Fenway troop, and that was uh, like my first hospital visit, which was going to be on my birthday on May 4th, mm. and mm. Uh, no. still waiting for that chance. And I know it will be even longer now just for safety's sake and everything, but uh, I wanted – like ever since I've seen I've, – ever since I saw stories of things like, um, like Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Pratt or uh, any of them like, like just going in costume to make, make kids' days, like – I've always wanted the chance to do that. Like I'll never be that famous, obviously, but like you get to you get to embody these characters for a short moment, and everyone gets to have that like that little agreement that yep, nope, just for this moment, this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It makes that difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference, and it's whenever someone asks essentially like, "What is Rebel Legion? What's Five First? Usually, the first thing I say is, "Hey, you know when stormtroopers visit a kid in the hospital? That's what it is," and they immediately they immediately yeah. understand it, and I can't wait to get back to that. Thank you so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast. I want to thank our guests, Ryan and Becca and Jack this week for coming on the show with us. And then thank you, AJ, for doing the podcast with me. My name has been Jamie. For the month of May, the Holland Up Marauders are holding a charity fundraiser for the Peter Mayhew Foundation. To learn more and to donate through our direct link, go to hollandupmarauders.com and click on the May 4th fundraiser. Becca, where can we find you on social media? Well, you can find me at Becca Soka. Uh, B-E-K-A-H-S-O-K-A on anything. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Ryan, where can we follow you on social media? You can follow me at rd.mio M-I-O on Instagram, but you would rather follow my pork pesto at pesto.pork. Uh, you can also listen to me on Force Friends Rewatch, a podcast where we recap Star Wars television shows, and we are currently going through every episode of every Star Wars series that involves Mandalorian. Because if you go from Clone Wars to Rebels to Mando, there's a whole linear narrative, and we are unpacking that. You should check that out and find it on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. And then Jack, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Rosinante Cosplay. That's R-O-C-I-N-A-N-T-E, like the windmills. Uh, and uh, if you like, uh, that's on Instagram, so that's where I post all of my uh, my main progress and stuff. If you want to see games and stuff, I stream t- uh, Thursday nights and Sunday afternoons at Rosinante152. You can follow us on social media at Holland Up Marauder on Twitter, on Instagram at Holland Up Marauders. You can check out our blog, hollandupmarauders.com. And then also check out our Patreon if you're so inclined. Look for patreon.com slash Marauders. Thank you so much for listening to the Holland Up Marauders podcast. Mm-hmm.